There's something new and exciting buzzing around town called the Breakfast Ball Podcast. Every Thursday, the guys will talk all things golf and sports, from gambling style, trending topics, and all the things you and the crew would talk about on the course. Join the Breakfast Ball Podcast for hilarious takes and interviews with local and national legends wherever you listen to podcasts. Look, they're not trying to go pro here, guys, but they do take their amateur status seriously. Download and listen every Thursday to the Breakfast Ball Podcast. Y'all ready? Ready. What's going on, everybody? It's time for another episode of the Breakfast Ball Podcast. Hey, we're here in Springdale, Arkansas at the Jumble Hut. It's going to be a lot of fun. Leading us into... Did I get it wrong again? I got it wrong again. Jumble Hub, right? Gosh dang it. One of these days, I'm going to figure it all out. Hey, this is a song right here. It's going to be our new intro, I think. Jenny by Stunna, a band uh, uh, headline... Or the lead guy is a guy named Justin Logan from Oklahoma. Insane, insane talent. Hey, and I think there's no better way to start it off with somebody local, uh, somebody that's scratching their way up. Just, hey, just kind of like us, you know? We got a lot a lot in common there, wouldn't you say, boys? There it is, there it is, there it is. Hey, and I'm all about the Cinderella. I think America is all about the Cinderella this year with the March Madness that's going on. I don't even know how to talk about golf this week. We are, of course. This is, uh, you know, based around a golf co- golf podcast but my goodness gracious, boys. I mean, March Madness has been absolutely all of the word madness. I mean, we're seeing it today. I thought maybe we're going to start seeing some, uh, you know, some regularity there. But uh, San Diego State went in by one on a set of free throws there to beat Creighton, who I thought, okay, it's going to come down to UConn, Creighton, maybe Texas. Uh, and we'll see here. They're beating Miami right now, but it's been an absolute. I mean, it's been crazy here lately. What do you guys think? FAU Final Four. That's what I think. Yep. Whoa. You know. Whoa. I I I just I, I gave up once my Crimson Tide walked off the floor, which everybody's bracket was already fucked up anyway. So yeah. Yep. Once they walked off the floor, man, my entrance. Uh, I'm back to golf. Well, you know, I think all of America, except for the people on one side of Alabama, were uh, were were rooting against uh, murder. I'm sorry, Alabama. Uh, <laughs> well, damn. Well, damn. He said. <laughs> but nothing made me happier than to see Brandon Miller go three of what nineteen or oh something my like God. that. Oh my uh, God. They uh, dropped all all charges, by the way. They, oh, they, yeah, after that game, they 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 figured out that Brandon Miller can't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, I, I, I tell you, yeah, I tell you what, if good. anybody's handled this whole thing the worst, it's been Alabama's athletic department. It's all good. Uh, even Nick Saban had to come out and make a comment uh, saying how you know like his there is no wrong place, wrong time when it comes to his players. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been an absolute. I mean, it's been it's been complete craziness. If you think about it, I mean, Princeton made a game of it when it came down to uh, playing Creighton. Uh, now you got Miami, a five seed, playing Texas, a two seed. Uh, you got FAU, who has been came out of nowhere. That that coach could really solidify wherever he wants to go next year. Uh, and what's crazy to me, and maybe it's because they're right in the middle of the tournament, but Texas is doing this with an interim coach. Uh, who still hasn't gotten a contract yet. I'm sure he will at the end of this, whether they lose this game or not. 
I don't know how you don't give him the contract, but I mean they're doing it with an interim head coach. Weren't they a little banged up too? Yeah, they were a little Point banged up or something. Yeah, but uh, you saw when they played Kansas in the Big Twelve championship game, it didn't really matter at all. I mean, guys, have we seen a March Madness like this? This is the first year, no, uh, no, in history where a number one hasn't made it to the Elite Eight. Well, I, I think UConn's going to, I mean, dominate this tournament for the rest. I, of the I agree. Year. I agree. I, I don't think anybody can match up with them. I, I've watched every game since Arkansas. And, hey, you know, all those Arkansas fans out there, it's been a brutal uh, brutal time going in, not making the Elite Eight, you know. Yeah. And, and, and man, it was a tough game to watch. But, you know, when, when you're beat, you're beat. And we were not a team to compete with UConn. And neither was Gonzaga. And I don't think anybody else is that, that, that's in this Final Four. I agree, 100%. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. What I really like about it is is you get to see the strength of the transfer portal. A team like Kansas State came in as a three seed, but before they started the year, they were picked to finish at the bottom of the Big 12. I think they only had like two players on scholarship and brought everybody else in via the portal. First year head coach. I mean, it's just been an absolute Cinderella story, even at the three seed. But from at the very beginning of the season to now um, has been something uh, that you could really write a story about. And that last game, where they finally got knocked out was still pretty, pretty damn impressive. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, Who is the final four now? Well, we're still waiting on the matchup between Texas and Miami. It's a one point game here in the first half. Uh, otherwise, you've got FAU and uh, UConn. UConn, that's right. Uh, San Diego State and San Diego State. Uh, yeah, who, who, who just won? Yeah, there's really just one team in this, in my opinion. I mean, you watch UConn this whole this whole against Gonzaga. Let's just talk about the Gonzaga game, not the Arkansas game. I won't talk about it anymore. But just the just the Gonzaga game. Nobody is in the paint. I mean, and and, and you watch their defense. We're, we talk about their offense. I mean, they shot. Uh, oh, Jeremy Joe down there knows the stats perfect. But I think it was from the from the uh, field goal percentage of UConn against Arkansas was. 54%. 57%. 57% field goal. 45% from three, 81% from free throw. Okay, Jesus. so so the, the shooting's wow. unheard wow. of, right? Wow. But then you take that team that did it that did not shoot that well against Gonzaga. 41% from the field, I believe, yeah. against Gonzaga, 35% from three. Yep. And 78% from free, free throw. throw. But I, I believe. But you that you saw their defense. Yeah, Gonzaga scored what fifty three points. Yes, it's I mean, insane. They, Timmy, they held Timmy to thirteen, which yeah. he still had a double double. But yeah. the game before, he scored thirty six. Yeah. Held held y'all's beloved Nick Smith to eleven. I mean, <laughs> they just they they really held Debo to three. I think yeah. Debo had three. I think uh, uh, one. You know, our center had zero points. Yep. I mean, that tells you right there. I mean, they're they're not letting anybody in the paint. I mean, that's that's how you score. They're going to make you shoot a perimeter shot always. And if you're not going to hit those perimeter shots, you're not going to, you're not going to play ball with them. Well, and one of the things that really fascinated, fascinated me more than anything was their ability to rebound, and not just on the defensive side, but on the offensive side. If, if you look at what they've done all year long, they were, they've got like 150 more – yeah, 150-something more offensive rebounds than yeah. everybody else that they played. I mean, it was quite impressive, especially – when you think about how well 
we can rebound, especially right. on the offensive side with the Twins and then with Kamani Johnson. We out-rebounded out them offensively, I know. 12 to 8, but they but killed they us on defense. the boards. Defense, on the defensive yeah. boards, right? Right. Uh, but it was like every time they needed that offensive rebound, they'd get it, they'd kick it out and make the three. Uh, it was the long rebounds, which lets you know that everybody's crashing to try and get the rebound. And that was the ultimate difference was when their guards are coming out there and making the rebound. I mean, it was it was just a com- – I mean, wow. Well, I just, I just feel – I personally feel that um, I don't think Coach Muss had him ready, man. I just don't think because any at any given time, Arkansas can come out and tear your ass apart. They really can. I mean, you know, when Debo's playing on – when Debo's on his game – it's it's I mean he's phenomenal man and he just was not on his game this time he came out with those three fouls blasted out I mean he was just kind of out of control and coach didn't keep him in control and I and I think that was that was kind of a game changer as well well I definitely think Musk got out coached that game I mean but I'm gonna say this I mean we we we've got to penetrate the basketball to make things happen. Um, because we're not a good shooting team as it is, right. so we got to we got to get guys open, right. and to get open you got to penetrate. You when go. you can't penetrate into the paint, you're, you're not getting guys open, and we didn't. Yeah, so like our two guys that you know usually drive to the basket, Council and Black, they had themselves a game. They had the points. Yep. But those were the only points that they were able to get. They're able to go from the free throw line, make yep. make some free throws. You know, have some of those layups go in. But when they would look to kick it out or make the long pass, it got picked off. Or or we're, or we're late or in we the, miss the shot or we're late in the clock. I yeah. mean that that's something else they do, man. They you know what happens is you get down in the paint, they stick you in the paint, and you got nowhere to go. Then you dish it back out. Defense is so strong there. Now you're at six seconds, five seconds on the shot clock, putting up a bad shot. Yeah, no, yeah. I completely agree. So for right now, I had Houston winning it all. I can't stick to that anymore. But UConn, I think, has become yeah. everybody's heavy favorite. Uh, UConn. Well, yeah. Sonogo is like. I mean, he, he averaged 16 points a game, I think, during the regular season. And then and then during the tournament, it's 23 points per game. I think he's averaging a double-double. The yeah. dude is a bully in the paint. He's a bully, man. And, For sure. And, That's and, a great and word. And we are too weak. And we are too weak for that. Even Kamani was fasting. too weak. Yeah, he's fasting right now. <laughs> absolutely. He? absolutely. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's Muslim, I guess. And so he, I, I believe, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But he's, he's not allowed to eat or drink uh, from sun up to sundown. Um. So he's, wow. or is he Catholic? I uh, I don't know. I think That's, they're doing Lent. Uh, yeah, but it's not as serious because uh, it's like a month long. Um, and so that's I could be wrong. I didn't Google it. I'm sorry, but essentially he's not able to eat anything yeah. from sun up to sundown, which is impressive. Then to go out and have the games that he's having in this March Madness, well, his Jesus is on his side. Absolutely, <laughs> whoever it is. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to figure out what it is. Yeah. Stop praying to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I could use out. a little fasting myself. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Yeah. that motherfucker got some spice behind him. Yeah, he got a little spice. <laughs> and, you know, and here's the deal too, man. You know, the the guys, the great coaches, and, and this is where you really see the disparity. Coaching really becomes impactful majorly impactful when you're getting deep into these tournaments because i mean the play calls and 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 the and the substitutions and the timing and all of those things that happen right now you know they're taking these guys out early like they they, they had to take timmy out well they had to set timmy on the bench for five minutes in the second in the first half um those are harsh harsh calls when he only has two fouls i mean i get he's got two fouls but you're taking your you're taking your player out of the game for five minutes in the first half and and if you notice right at the second half, what what happened? 
I mean, they took off, they and, took off. and it was it was a twenty point game difference within seconds. Well, and that's what you saw with the Arkansas game. I was at work, and I remember I walked outside to go bid a car, came back in. I mean, three minutes maybe went by, mm-hmm. and we were down by fourteen. Yeah, and then after five minutes, we were down by twenty, and before the half, I mean, it just got out of control. And when they came out that second half, they were firing. This is the first time I think I've ever seen Muss actually get out coached. Yep. Um, as far as because. What I've always liked about Must is no matter how the first half goes, you know the second half's going to be better. And we may still lose. Right. Right. But you can see the changes. Yep. You can see, you know, there's a different fight or there's a different strategy or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, like he's pulling, you know, like certain players up or whatever the case. In uh, this, it didn't, I don't know if it was the adjustments. Or if it was just the fact that we just couldn't play with them. I, I just don't think we matched up. Yeah. you know, And this tournament's all about matchups, it's for sure. That's it. And, and Musk probably tried to do that as much as he could. You know, I mean, you saw the zone. They played for a little bit. Yeah. Then they went to the man-to-man, went back to the zone. I mean, it, it was just a it, – it was something we could not handle. That team had too many guys down in the paint. There yeah. were big guys that were mobile. Not not these 7'5", non, non-agile, yes. you know, players. These guys yes. are mobile it was, like, it was like I was talking to Jeremy the other day about Shaq. You know, they have a Shaq on their team that was mobile, 7'2", big guy that can move, you know, has speed, has talent. They've got that guy, and when you have that guy, it's hard to beat. Here's the thing. No one is matching up against them. Nobody. No one. They are beating teams by an average of 22 points. Yeah. In yep. average. The lowest was 15. The St. Mary's or whatever, they beat us by 23. They beat Gonzaga by 28. Yeah. I mean. No, it's wild. Yeah. It's insane. Hey, I will say this. Even though Arkansas lost, we still beat San Diego State, who beat Alabama. So, therefore, we beat Alabama. That's right. Uh, that's we sure did. Boom. That's all I Mark it down, yeah. Joe. Mark Joe, it down. Joe, I'm muting you. You can't well, say nothing. Nothing well, uh, that you say uh, even uh, matters now. Yep. Joe's been <laughs> muted. Sorry, Joe. <laughs> Hey, so like we talk about things uh, with UConn that they do really, really well that go unnoticed, like the offensive rebounding, the defensive rebounding. If we're switching this over to golf real quick, I was watching uh, a Full Sin podcast. Uh, big, big, big fan of Full Sin. They had John Daly on there a little while back, uh, and it's a, just an absolute great interview. I mean, John Daly is John Daly, so it's hard to miss. But there was one thing that John Daly really talked about, and he was talking – you know, what separates the great golfers from the good golfers and what separates the amateur golfers from the good golfers. And he was talking about the small things, the things you never see. He says these great golfers focus on 150 yards and in. And it really got me thinking, right? When Tiger was learning how to play golf, his dad started on the putting green and then worked his way back to chipping and then pitching and then did the long irons and then he went to the tee box. And John Daly said, hey, you don't see it because – when you're on Facebook or when you're on ESPN or when you're on the social medias, all you see is these guys lining up and smashing these drives. He said, what am I known for? I'm known for smashing drives, right? Grip it and rip it. Uh, but with your golf game, I mean, if we really think about it, I know Mac was talking about this last week when we were playing, you know, the short game. And we talk about it. Your new methodology to playing golf, yes. which I'd like for you to go into a little bit, uh, will make your game better. And we see that when we play with older players who just hit the ball straight down the fairway, you know, 200 yards, where they make up their shots is all around the green. Their chipping's phenomenal. Their putting's phenomenal. My game, I used to have a great short game. I was weak off the tee box. I've now fixed that. I'm strong off the tee box. 
week around the greens, and I'm actually probably a stroke or two worse than what I was whenever I was really focusing on my short game. So uh, if you're you out last there, week, if you're out there, focus on your short game. Focus on those. He ain't wrong. Chips he was lights out everywhere. <laughs> but that's why I hit the. That's why I hit. You know. Every club 165 yards. You know? <laughs> I'm that same mentality. I've been that's what I've been using. It, if it we can get him lined up if right, lined that's up. right. But it works. It works, um, especially like in scrambles and different things that you're doing. Uh, you know, playing amateurly, you can really you know dominate your friends if you have a better short game. If you you know, like if you can play those tough shots out of the rough, or you know, like when you're how many of us and how many of the guys do we play with that can't hit the green? A ton of them. Most of them, right? Yeah. I feel like. What, Unless what, you're what playing you, with like a scratch golfer, if you're 150 yards in, most of our friends are short or they're long or they're right or they're left. And now they're having to chip it close just to get par. Right. And there's then a reason if they're for five that. to ten feet out, you know they're not making that well, putt. There's a reason for that. Why is that? You got to practice. <laughs> and nobody wants to practice the short game, well, that's there, for there, sure. There's also another thing that you were just talking about, and I truly believe this. And, you know, if I played if I played as much as I did 10 years ago, let's say, let's say five, even five, five, eight years ago, um, and I was playing at the Blessings, which everybody in here knows. I mean, it's a 158-rating course. I mean, this thing was not it's easy. It's a monster. Monster. And I was always an Irons player. I was taught how to be an Irons player. My dad taught me how to putt, and it was never putt for the pin. It was putt for the trash can lid. Right. And uh, so I took a lot of those things in, and then I had a golf coach that was uh, Derek Bramlett, by the way, if you're listening. Uh, shout out to you. He was a terrible golf coach. Um, <laughs> he was a great ba- – he, he, he was. He was awful. And he'll tell you that. But uh, Shout out. Yeah, I was shouting out to him. He was a great baseball coach. Walnut Ridge High School actually hired him. Because we had a guy going pro, uh, he was he was good enough to go pro baseball. So they brought in uh, Derek Bramlett to to really coach him and coach him up to be a pro level baseball player. Well, he just he had to have a, had to have another gig on top of that to be assistant principal. So he chose golf because he enjoyed playing it. He liked to drink beer, I think. You know, not maybe in the high school off the record high school days, but you know, I think he liked to you know on his free time drink some beer, play some golf. Well, the one thing Derek Bramlett taught me was. You keep focusing on that drive and how far that drive goes to set up your second shot when what you should be focusing on is where the pin is and where you need to be for your second shot. So if you're a seven-iron strong player and you're 150 yards out, your drive needs to be to 150 yards no matter what. So if I'm on a you know a 350-yard par four, I want to hit the ball 200 yards. I don't want to hit the ball 220. Because now I'm in an in-between club. And those in-between clubs are where people fail. And that's why you see all these guys all the time that don't have their great distances. Their distances are off. I I used to, 150 in. I mean, I'm, I'm talking to, you know, I've gained a little weight. So that's that's affected me more than anything. But I was playing with AP2, Titleist AP2 forged irons. I would go to a high school event when I was playing. I'd go to college events when I was playing. I'd go with all my friends. They'd be hitting cavity back irons. I'm hitting forged irons because it's all I cared about. I cared about drawing the ball, fading the ball, putting spin on the ball, and having movability of the ball. Because I knew if I was 150, 170, 160 yards out, exactly what club I need, and I was going to be 5 to 10 feet from the pin without question. But if I was 185 out or even 115 out, I I had a problem, right? So I, I made I, I broke down my golf game to come off the tee box to set my second shot up, 
right? Not let my first shot set my second. Not let my first shot depict what my second shot should be. So a lot of times I played a much shorter. You know, I didn't play a driver off the, off the tee box in most courses. Now it's a blessings. I never, I never chance. I, mean, <laughs> I had to hit the driver, then hit a three wood, then hit a three wood again. It didn't really matter. But if I was playing a normal course like what we played the other day at, at Kingswood, what Kingswood, right? Yeah. Saying that right? Yeah. At Kingswood, that would have been a very easy course for me to take a hybrid off the off the tee box and then set myself up with a good 150 yard approach shot in. Right. No, I mean, look, if John Daly's saying it, who is uh, who is known for the grip it and rip it, who's known for having the big drives, then uh, I definitely think it's something that's uh, that's noteworthy. Unless you're Roy McIlroy and you just drive the green. Which was impressive. Oh, I mean, my God. Did y'all see that shot? It's crazy. I mean, how far did he have to fly that? Was Three, it? 349. It's crazy, Jesus. man. I just, it, that blew my mind. That was unbelievable. Well, I mean, and now they're hitting the ball further, which is starting to become a huge controversy uh, with the USGA. They're talking about rolling back the golf ball. So if you haven't heard about rolling back the golf ball, essentially they're talking about, you know, making it back to where it was the 90s. Uh, And we talked about a little bit, Mac, but uh, if you'll explain that a little bit. Well, they're losing the golf courses. So if you – your golf courses start to get too short – the guys right now just blasting the ball right over. To, you got to cut, or you used to have to draw the ball or fade the ball to get around, especially when you had the old um, equipment. The equipment's gotten better. So right now, if you get on the tee box, or you know, you, I'm looking at you know Cameron and the rest of these guys playing right now, if they can cut uh, the dog leg off, they cut the dog leg off. And then they rely on their short game. So relying on their short game um, is is a beautiful thing if you got a short game. But, you know, you don't have any skill anymore. The skill is gone. So I think, you know, the old courses are becoming obsolete. They are no longer usable. You're having to make new courses, you know, and you want to keep up with the with the um, um, the Nicholas courses and stuff like that. These are all the classic courses that you got. But now these guys are smashing the ball. They got such good equipment. They start playing golf at a young age, and they're better equipped nowadays to play a good round of golf, uh, knock the ball. They're, they're, they, they don't get as rattled as they used to get. And their, their their skill is, you know, at an all-time high. And if I'm Rory, I blast that ball all the way to the green. I'm not thinking about laying up. They don't lay up anymore. They don't even think about it. It's like, yo, if you lay up, yeah, you, 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 you need to grab a pair. Yeah. I mean, but here's the problem is now, so you got the UG, USGA coming in. When golf is kind of finally back up to – a new hype, right? You know, like you had the hype with Tiger Woods and it, you know, grew to a certain level. And then once Tiger started to fade away, you started seeing golf kind of start to go away. But with Liv back coming back or with Liv coming to, you know, like the forefront and causing all this controversy, you're starting to see golf really start to rise up to the top again and get excitement behind it, right? So now why would you want to do that? Why would you want to roll the golf ball back, make it, you know, to where you're hitting the ball less because fans are, I mean, they love the long ball, right? I mean, you know, carry a big stick and walk hard, right? I got to say this. The um, 
the new places that are building golf courses that can build the golf course that can um, accommodate the new equipment, a lot of it is not here. It right. is somewhere else. So Live Golf right now is here, but it is somewhere else. So it's going to get a fight from the PGA because um, they want to continue to play on their classic courses. They want people to be able to classically play golf the way it was intended to play. And they just want, I mean, it's, uh, most of the places that you go with Live Golf is going to be um, tourist attraction. It's going to be. Um, right, but even the PGA Tour players are speaking up saying that they don't want any part of it. I know, but the, the thing with Live Golf, how do you get on the Live Golf Tour? I know it's, you're supposed to be able to get on, you know, let the little player uh, make some money. But from what I was reading, there's only a limited amount of people that are going to be able to play on the golf yeah. uh, to make some money. And it's like 48 people. 48, yeah, the idea so, is to get to the top I mean, 48. But, but on 48 starts. So in the PGA, at least 165 or so start. Well, yeah, but with the live, they're essentially just paying, you know, like – where, so if you're playing on the PGA Tour and you're really good and they see that you're really good, then they're going to give you a contract, right? Uh, if you're on the DP World Tour, because they can't get anybody yet, Jeremy, uh, if you can't get anybody from that, then you go to the DP World Tour and whoever the top guy is there, then you start you know, like offering those contracts. That's how they're going to get the guys. But in, in relation to the golf ball, uh, it's, gonna, it's definitely going to like eliminate some of these smaller courses, some of these old you know, courses, and that's the big argument, especially from the old head. And some of them are antiquated, uh, yeah. And with the USGA, I mean, if they're going to implement it without the PGA, then you're talking about a few tournaments a year that aren't that are going to have that rule, which makes it really, really weird. Uh, you know, to go from one tournament and having the rules one way, and going to another tournament and having the rules the other way. I look at it kind of like with baseball. Baseball, you know, was catching when like the steroid craze was there right. and when they started juicing the baseballs, I mean, you had all the home runs, right? Baseball was exciting again. I love baseball. It's my favorite sport of all time. Do you see me sitting down and watching every game? No, no. But when the home runs were cracking, right? When you had Barry Bonds, Mark when you McGuire, had Mark McGuire, Sammy I Sosa, even watched Ken Griffey baseball. Jr. Right. I mean, you, you had to watch it. It was fun. It was exciting to watch these guys. And then all of a sudden, they started getting rid of steroids. Right. And they started Damn letting that. go of the baseball, right? Uh, you know, like they deadened the baseball a little bit. I I just – I I think for the excitement of the game, yes, there is the old history. Yes, there is the tradition. Yes, there is that. But it's 2023. We're moving forward. It's hard to catch people's – you know, it's hard to catch their eye. It's hard to hold on to their to – their, attention span and the way you do that is by keep smashing a golf ball yeah and pay them 1.5 million dollars <laughs> yeah. well, i'm just talking <laughs> that, about that, the viewers that that, that, I, that keeps me uh wanting to know yeah. and i'm good I'm, I'm like good. i love watching golf and watching a guy get up there and drill one 350 yeah. i love it yeah i love it i you know the guys that hit it 280 290 like that's cool and all and all that, but and it's fun to watch somebody, you know, hit one from the bunker and dunk it in, right? Yeah. Or you know, so what is Rory supposed to say right now? 
when he's drilling the ball 359 yeah, yards. He doesn't want any part of it. How much more do you need to do? What do you – What do you? Well, what, Mac, what, what about – I think, we, you know, instead of back, back, back it up, well, why would we just back, back, back that par up? I mean, instead of being a par 72, why would we take these to 68, 70s? Right. You know what I mean? Make it more difficult. That's a good idea. Make it more difficult that way so then you don't have to necessarily – because here's the problem. What you're going to talk about – when you're talking about building these golf courses, you're talking about 7,000-plus yards now to get these guys in a in a you know able place to, to not do what we're talking about them doing right now. 7,000 yards plus, you're not going to be able to build these new courses anywhere. Right. I mean, you look at Florida – the coast of Florida, <laughs> you're not putting any golf courses on the coast of Florida right now. Mm-hmm. I can just make you that promise. Yeah. Well, to back Rex's point up, views, what did everyone, us five here, know about the match play? What's the one thing we knew about? That Roy McIlroy drove, drove the par four. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Everyone has heard about that. Everyone knows about that. Yeah. And you take that away – and you hurt, you hurt golf again because you don't have Tiger carrying golf anymore, and that it's that true. right there yeah, is enough to take a blow to golf. And, and we're only talking about one guy that drove it, right? You know, we're not talking about five golfers in the in the in the right. And now there's that some that can, they, and the most of them can, right? I mean, most of your elites, you know, they can hit the golf ball 349 yards. But, but do they have the balls to do it? Now, yeah, that's the key. I mean, you got to you got to be going for it, and you got to know you can land it right in the sweet spot. Because one the other thing is too is. I'm going to tell you, Roy shouldn't have been able to land a 349-yard uh, shot on the green. He shouldn't have? No. No. Really? Uh, that's an, and I'm just going to go on a limit, unmanicured, right? That green should have been a lot faster. I mean, at the Blessings, if you hit a 349-yard shot, that's a shot. That, that's well, that, That's not got an apex of, you know, of, of, of a – Six iron. Well, it hit off the hill in some rough, so it slowed it down. There you go. Okay. And it and it started from the far side of the green and rolled all the way to the back. Yeah, it side. didn't okay. hit okay. the yeah. green. Okay. Green. It, I mean, it, it was it right hit there. The green, that thing would have been gone. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And so, okay, so I'm wrong in that sense, but 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 it, no, you're also right because if he does drive the green and hits it perfectly, he rolls off the back side of that green right. and then he's in a little bit of trouble. Right. The fact that he was able to hit it in the right perfect spot is a one in what for him probably one in fifteen. But also that green had a ledge. Right, the green had a really deep ledge on the back of that green that he knew he had. I mean, he knew he could hit this ball and a little bit overshoot it, and he's probably going to slow down on the back of that green. Right, he may be in the fringe or a little bit of deep in the rough. He took that risk where the other guy said, "Hey, I don't necessarily know if I want to be on the backside because now I'm on a downhill putt." Right, right. he did take that risk. He just it it, it, it was luck. I mean, that's you, you know, I think that if they don't do anything else to the ball, right now we're fine. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. We, well, we're fine right now. Equipment. Just don't let it get can't get out of hand anymore. From here on, I right. mean, you could make the argument right now that also the equipment is you know, like is a problem yeah. because they do have regulations. But guys and these companies and the technology, they're getting so much smarter, and they're getting all these different and innovative ways to make these clubs uh, better without without going against the rules. Well, you know, maybe they should um, for. The championships they should be played on designated courses. I mean, like um, like uh, Augusta, but the other three should be played somewhere. They build those courses, make them long enough, yep. and every year they go back to that course and they're able to 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 trick them up a little bit yep, to sir. change them or whatever. But they're long enough to accommodate what the equipment is doing, sure, uh, and not go to. 
a course that just can't handle it. And you right. got to put the rough so high that you can't even find the ball when it goes into the rough. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, so at the end of the day, if they do roll it back, you're looking at probably 30 yards off each golf shot. Uh, but the weird thing to me is is the fact that if the PGA Tour doesn't adopt it and it's just the USGA, you're going to see two majors that'll have that rule and then a handful of other tournaments. And it's just it just makes it really weird, which cloudy. won't go into effect like 2025 or 2026, which is another weird thing that they'd give them three years to you know, like prepare for it. If you're going to implement it, just implement it. Uh, but there's still so much uh, speculation as to you know, like everything else. You know, like if you're trying to qualify for you know like the Open Championship, are you going to have to use that ball or not? Or do you let those guys use a regular golf ball? Um, with college, do you let those guys use a regular golf ball, or do you hold them to the same standard? You know, like with baseball in college, you can use you know like the aluminum bats, right? So. Uh, it's 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 just it seems very sticky especially in a time uh when 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 golf is seems to be rolling you know like it's been a little dead this week because match play is match play it goes on for forever and nobody really understands how it works right uh <laughs> um but uh we shall see i know i know i'm definitely not for it i don't want any part of it you know what started this whole crap right what tiger proofing yeah Tiger Proofing started this whole thing when he won the Masters. They turned around and said, okay, well, the way he's playing and what we have um, as far as people that can compete against him, we have to make sure he can't win all of the tournaments, which he put forth an effort to do. So they started coming up with more equipment to balance out what was going on. And if they'd have stuck, stuck with the same equipment, you know, tiger proofing, I mean, we'd still be in a, a good area, but all of a sudden you open the floodgates for everybody to come up with new ways to do the golf ball, new ways to do the club, new ways to do all of the, um, the, 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 um, the shafts. Yeah. And now the golf courses can't keep up with how smart people are. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I think you're actually talking about deflate gate. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, like like you know, Tom Brady. You know, he had to deflate the ball so he could win, and then they had to watch the film. You know, so he could win every football game. Kind of like Tiger Woods. You know, had his own special ball made for him. Had his own special shoes, own clubs, so he got the advantage. I'm gonna tell you all this right now. Burns is clapping them cheeks right now yeah, i mean yeah, it's yeah. it's over yeah. burns is four my up. god he's four up on five Cameron up Young. Is he five up now yeah it's over right here uh oh yeah because he just put it close didn't he well and burns put it in the water and then he had a then he had his third shot just went onto the green so he's shooting par and i think i think burns is birdie shooting, so, shooting so young put it in the water yeah yeah that's i'm sorry young, okay yeah. yeah uh sam burns is lighting it up he's four up uh right now about to be five up uh, mm. he's he's definitely played a good tournament. What's crazy is they're playing. I mean, they're playing uh, seven rounds in five days. Um, yeah. If you make it to the finals, whether you know you're competing for first or second or third and fourth, you're going to play seven rounds in five days. That's G O W, baby. I've been trying to tell y'all you need to go to on my golf trip with me. Um, we play something like that. We uh, we play a 
our first round when we get there just to warm up and have some beers and talk to the guys and just just get back together after a year. Um, then we'll play um, 36, 27, 18, and 18. Mac, I wouldn't be able and to crawl walk to the yeah. And yeah. crawl. The first time I went – I wouldn't be able to. I got home. My club stayed in my car for a week. (laughs) I crawled into the house, laid on the floor in the kitchen, and went to sleep for about an hour. (laughs) Yeah, there's no way. I wouldn't wouldn't be able to walk. Speaking of talking about a trip, uh, there's a great house. I'll I'll get some more information for everybody later, but I found this house on a VRBO that has its own golf course. Okay. Uh, private golf course. I think it's an awesome deal. We got I got to find it, but you can play it as much as you want. It's uh I think it's a 9 hole or a uh, it was kind of an awkward hole setup. I forget how many holes it was, but it wasn't a full 18. Uh might have been 13 holes or 12 holes or something like that, but uh you you had all your private your own private course. The the house slept like 20 people. So it'd be a great guys trip to go out. It's like in Vermont. It's in Vermont. Vermont yeah. 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 And it was very, I mean, it was very reasonable if you took a bunch of people out there. It's a pretty cool deal. You know, I, I tell you, I don't know if there's anything better than a good guy's golf trip. So fun. I mean, that. I mean, just whether you're a good golfer or not, uh, those are some of my favorite times yeah. going out with the boys, the whether, best. you know, like bachelor best. parties yeah. or uh, just getting the boys together to go play. Uh, I don't drink anymore, so it's a little different of a situation for me. I normally end up winning because everybody gets plastered. Uh, but that's that's where some of the most fun is, especially because usually they come when you haven't seen all your boys for like you yeah. know six months or a year or whatever. You all get together for this one thing, and uh, it's all sitting around golf. You know, like all the wives and girlfriends are back home wondering what these guys are doing, and uh, it's literally uh, just passing out at nine o'clock from being drunk on the golf course all day, and then waking up way too early, hung over, throwing up on the golf course while trying to play, yep. uh, and smashing more beers. So. There's definitely nothing better than a good guy's golf trip. And that sounds like a really good guy's golf trip. <laughs> Joe, what's that? What's this contraption you have here? Contraption? Yeah, the water thing. That's a circle. That's a circle, man. It's the best shit since sliced bread. So It's got like <laughs> It keeps you, you know, for people that does not like water at all. They can't do water. Which you don't. Which I don't. But this right here, it. You can you put water in it, and then it it has a flavor in a tube, and you can adjust the how much water you want to drink. If you want to drink a little, I mean, how much flavor you want in your water. If you want just a teeny bit of flavor, you can put it in there. If you want a lot of flavor, you can put it in there, and you drink three or four of these a day, you're set. So I mean, I, I'm just telling you, Circle they blew it out of the water when they made this. So I mean, my, y'all like flavored water. I do, yeah, yeah. What about when they do like the cucumbers in the like in the? Well, box, I'm not that. No, I'm not that. No, 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 no. But I do like different. Good, I like a good like a good sparkling water. Yeah, sparkling water is dope. Like Topo Chico. Oh, I like, Topo, I Chico. Love Topo Chico. Rex, that's called spa water. Uh, spa water. Unless you want to go get your water. feet done or Topo, your nails Topo done or something, Chico. Yeah. What, you what probably won't even want. You oh, don't Joe, need you none of that. We went to that uh, Aloma or whatever, yeah. and they had the cucumbers and like the flower, yeah. or, like in the uh, like in the pitcher, and I didn't realize it that that was in there, and I poured it in the cup. 
And I immediately turned and looked at Jenna like, what in the fuck did you poison me with? Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, yeah. what is this bullshit? You're supposed to be laying on a table holding hands <laughs> with somebody uh, giving you a massage when you That's drink right. that water. Yeah, it's some hippy-dippy bullshit is all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this belongs up at my folks' place at oh the yeah at the on the yoga mountain. Man, there's just nothing like a just a normal bottle of water that quenches your thirst. I can't the flavor water. I, I some of it I can get into, but I just can't get. It's not you know doesn't I feel quench. like it's not enough flavor. It pisses me off because I can't ever get enough flavor. That's well, why I was really interested. Oh yeah, with well, this right here, I guarantee that's how I was. But I just can't. Uh, normal, just regular water. Just I can't, I can't do regular water. But and you it's know, spelled C I R K U L. Yeah, listeners. And there. you know, having you no know, type, being type two diabetic, you know, I have to, uh, you know, drink a lot of fluid, a lot of water. Yeah. And um, man, this this right here changes the game between uh, between this and this uh, this Dexcom thing that they came out with that monitors your blood sugar. Yes, man, it's like a game changer. I mean, it makes your life so much better. So, you know, people that, you know, are worried about their, their diabetes and they don't want to go to the doctor and see, there's a lot of things out there that can change your whole life. We got a couple guys here that, that do not believe in the doctor. Yeah, see, I, well, I, I would never know. be related. Well, I would never know I had diabetes because I've never been to the doctor. <laughs> well, These motherfuckers will be halfway on their well, deathbed, and I'll be like, yo, just go to the doctor. Nah, I'm fine. Well, I'm telling you right now. I'll get now. over it. It's a game changer. I only man. get bad news at the doctor. So, yeah. you know, like I don't go to the doctor, barely go to the dentist, because every time <laughs> I go to either, there's something wrong, something else I got to be doing. Yeah, screw that. Yeah. Well, well, I'm just fine when I don't go. Well, well yeah, but you don't want you don't, you don't want to wake up and not wake up. So Actually, that's exactly how I'd like to go. So oh if God. I go to sleep and I don't well, wake up, I'm good. We were actually oh, talking man. about the ways, the best ways to go the other day, and I, I, there's two ways that I think I'd like to go. Coming. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably choose that one. Uh, the other uh. one, <laughs> the other one would be getting eaten by a shark. Uh. <laughs> yeah, the absolute worst now, way to go what? is the way he wants it, to go. Explain, explain uh, that to me. Well, he's getting eaten by a shark. That's I mean, ridiculous. I understand the coming, as yeah. Max says, but I don't understand <laughs> the shark. Yeah, well, that's Macalicious today. Well, the, the you know, think about being, you know, you're on the beach, you're in the ocean, you're just sitting out there. Usually I got a cocktail. I'm, you know, just floating along. You know, shark comes up, bam, there goes your leg. You're in shock. You don't remember it. You're dead. Right? I mean, it's that easy. And you're in the it's newspaper. It's that easy. It's that easy. And you're in the newspaper. I mean, how many, there's there's not that many shark bites. This guy, this guy. And you make the national news. And you make national news right there. I'm, I mean, I die in my sleep. I'm not making national news. People forget about me. They're going to talk about me like every 10 years, I'm going to have an article come out about me like, hey, you remember that guy, that real fat guy that got uh, bit by a shark in the, at Destin, Florida? They're like, yep. Remember that guy? See, let me chop your leg off and see if it don't hurt. I mean, let me oh, let, just let me go ahead and just slice well, it. Let me give you my second way. Okay, I'm watching this. Uh, I'm watching this video. What uh, burned I, to death? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no he wants to drown next. <laughs> have you guys seen this video on TikTok about the guy that steals the air, the commercial airplane? Uh, he's a he's a uh, air traffic controller. He's working for the air, air airport, and he steals the airplane and he flies the airplane. And he gets in the air, and, and they're like, man, what are you doing? He's like, oh, man, I've always wanted to fly one of these airplanes. They're like, well, hey, why don't you turn around? We'll, we'll get you back. He's like, nope, I don't think so. I think I'm just going to fly this air. Flies it right into an island. 
<laughs> I thought that would also be. I mean, that'd be a cool way to go too. I think you know, uh, fly the plane right to your misery. What Jesus is wrong Christ. with this guy? Huh? Holy shit! I mean, to just see the island coming closer and closer. You know that. Well, there was, I think he was trying there to was the water. A, there was a moment before where that guy was like, "Oh shit, this is a bad idea. This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea." I don't Too think late. so. I don't think so. He, he seemed pretty happy and content with it. Yeah, he's like, I "I've always know. wanted to do this." What Mac? Well, Max got something on me. I'm going to say like Richard Pryor said, I want to come and go at the same time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Richard Pryor, was, he was funny. He also uh, lit himself on fire while he was all hopped up on heroin or meth or oh, one man. of them. Crack. Yeah, crack. There you go. He, wa- he was watching uh, uh, the monk who set himself on fire, walked into his kitchen, and then next thing you know, he's running out of his house on fire. So. See, I, I wouldn't do that. I don't know if I'm. He poured one fifty one or vodka, yeah, vodka something yeah. over his head and lit himself on fire. Yeah, oh he did. Gosh. He sure did. Uh, I watched that. And he didn't go out. <laughs> no, he didn't. He ran down the street. Uh, That'd be a scary sight to see, bro. <laughs> Man, can hurt. you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine Richard Pryor running down on fire down your street on fire? No. You almost would think it'd in be a like real a good neighborhood stuff. too. Yeah. Oh wow, uh, that's that's pretty wild, Jeremy. So you you just want to go in your sleep, huh? Yeah, or you know maybe walk into a claymore or something. You know, like Jonathan. <laughs> no, yeah, just peacefully in my sleep would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're just gonna go crazy here. Yeah. Well, I think we I think we knocked out all the good ways to die. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> he says I want to be eaten by a shark. Yeah, that sounds painful. Yeah, no. Uh, when I want to die, I want to go into a swamp and fight an alligator and, and get get barrel rolled into the bottom of the swamp. Yeah, that's well, how I want to go. I, I mean, I just think you're going to be in shock immediately. So. I want I want six months advance. I want I want to know I'm getting ready to die so I can go do all the fun stuff I hadn't done yet. That's that's kind of what I that's kind of what I'm thinking right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, well, man. <laughs> That ain't, uh. <laughs> oh, oh man, God. that was fantastic! Yeah, that yeah, was fantastic. Yeah. Hey, speaking of funny, we had uh we had uh two viral sensations this week, all by the same guy. Our first TikTok ever on the Breakfast Ball Golf and Pod TikTok. It's uh almost a three hundred thousand views uh of Jer- of Jeremy's golf clubs uh which which are fantastic the comments are even better oh, yeah. i think uh, no slazinger uh, <laughs> it was fantastic and then the second one of jeremy dancing uh with all the ladies i i, I think i've watched it about 20 times now it's awesome. and i find yeah, I have something to. new to I watched at. it a lot a i contacted lot. the band to see if they'd send me the video cuz i want to post it you know a uh, one week as like uh you know the dance i do when i'm when I know the pod's about to drop or something, you know, yeah. uh, it's, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's one of my favorites. So we now have three viral sensations though. Joe has gone viral, uh, you know, like on his TikTok with all of his John Daly footage and things he does out on the golf course. Oh. Uh, and then I've gone viral. So, uh, we got to work on the next two, uh, uh, yeah, Mac and J Dub. It's gonna be pretty here. hard to get me viral. I'm not. I'm not that great. To we'll just media. get you in with a shark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> I, I tell you what. You put your brother on a video with you. You going viral? Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you. Is Jaws available? <laughs> do, 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 oh do, do. man, that's fantastic. I still can't believe that. That's that's the one way that you yeah. want to die. Yeah. The number one way. Yeah. 
the number one. Well, I mean, I've, 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 I just, I, I love being at the ocean, and I've always thought, man, you know, I don't, I, I, I want to be one with the ocean. If I'm going to go, let me do it right now. You know, I want to be happy when I leave. I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, I feel like I, I, I could probably die any night I'm sleeping. I mean, you know, you, I mean, you just stop breathing, right? I mean, right. that's pr- pretty easy for a big guy like me. You stop breathing. I probably die 50, 60 times a night. I would probably <laughs> I just wake back up, you know? Uh, but oh my god! I, I mean, I gotta find out. I, I I probably at some point need to go to a sleep doctor. You I'm not gonna the, go to a real doctor. You I'm got the app doctor. on your phone, don't you? Yeah, I mean, it tells you you wake up, but but I don't think it ever tracks your breathing. I got you. You know what I, I mean? Got you. Well, gosh damn, you snore loud enough to where it probably stops you from breathing. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's probably right. Jesus Murphy, got to use all that air to get that 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 noise out. Yeah, <laughs> like a damn train's coming yeah. through. Yeah. Ooh, it's impressive your snoring abilities. Yes. Hey, speaking of like sleeping and sleep apnea and snoring, um, there's this new thing I wear. It's tape for your mouth. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, yeah lip yeah, tape. Yeah. I'm like, my what family, the hell? My family does it. Is yeah. it? Does it work? Yeah, because yeah. you're supposed to. You know, you're not supposed to breathe through your mouth. You're supposed to breathe through your nose. Sure. Right? Uh, because the it fights off like infections and different things. I. I, I They've lectured me on it like five times, and you can tell how much I listened. But, yeah, it's like you tape your mouth so that you can't breathe in and out through your mouth, and you breathe in and out through your nose, and you actually get better sleep. You dream more. You go into a deeper sleep faster. Um, A lady the other day uh, who does uh, yoga around here, uh, she brought me some tape because I told her I wasn't sleeping very well. Is it like just a regular uh, gray duct tape? You can, yeah, yeah. But uh, she brought me like some athletic tape. uh, to use and said, you know, start using this and you'll start sleeping better. No way. Now, here's the thing. I'm claustrophobic. Like you guys know of all my phobias. I got a whole list of them. Yeah. I don't think I could actually put something over my mouth and not freak out enough to go to sleep. Yeah, I, I mean, either. I, I'm going to try it eventually one day. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I'll Maybe in it. like a hostage scenario yeah. or something. <laughs> See how, how good you sleep. When it's forced. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but until then, I don't. I just don't know if I can do it. But it is all the rage. It is all the rage. Oh, yeah. It's, it's popular right now. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. I can't understand it. Mouth taping. Oh. Yeah, Mac? I don't know what to say about that. I'm, the, the, somebody could put something over your nose. Then you got something over your mouth. Game over. And then I don't think you put that in your bucket list of ways to die, did you? Because you're, no. you're gone quick. No, he's not <laughs> pretty quick, not getting strangled. <laughs> no, I mean, so essentially what happened a long time ago is uh, there was a guy who actually was held hostage, uh, and they put you know tape over his mouth, and so when he would go to sleep or when he'd fall asleep at night, he realized that he was actually getting like super – like he'd go into a super deep sleep and he'd have these crazy dreams and, but he was feeling actually rested. Now, of course they weren't feeding him and you know, the inadequate water and stuff. Uh, but when he, when he got freed, um, he decided to try it at home and it, it continued to work and it really made like his immune system better. It made his mind better. He was thinking more clearly and all because he was getting more rest. And I like how all you guys are holding on uh, to the mics here. Uh, really interested because that all that is bullshit. I really have no clue how this got started. I, I, I was about to say, if this guy <laughs> got held hostage and then went back home and put tape on his mouth, I mean, this guy's one. This, I, I, you're right. Because the first his time death I, wish is worse than mine. The first time I went to jail and I was, uh, you know, locked up there for a little bit. When I finally made it back to the apartment, 
I couldn't stay in my apartment. I felt like I, I had to go outside and go like just hang out outside for hours. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't going to be cooped up in my apartment because yeah. there's no way. So I'm with you, one hundred percent. What? Oh man! Hey, there's also been some of the other exciting stuff. Do y'all follow baseball at all? The World Baseball Classic's been going on. Uh, it seems to kind of been like under the rug for whatever reason. It hasn't gotten a whole lot of popularity, but it's been some of the base baseball I've seen in a long time, especially coming down in the semifinals uh, when he had Venezuela and USA and Trey Turner gets up there and uh, hits a walk-off grand slam to send us to the finals. And then Japan and Mexico, uh, There was I, I bring this up because it's a feel-good story, especially after talking about all the different ways to die or whatever. <laughs> uh, I figured maybe we need a good uplifting story, but there's a guy named Randy Arizona. Uh, he's, he's from Cuba and he was Cuba's best player. Right. Uh, and so while he was Cuba's best player, the most he ever made was $38 a month uh, when he was playing for their national team and in their like little league there in Cuba. And he was only making $38 a month. Um, and he, he again was considered their best player. Um, and, when they went to the World Baseball Classic in Puerto Rico, they actually wouldn't allow him to go because they were afraid he would defect and not come back. Uh, but eventually he ended up leaving. Uh, his dad died, and his family had no money. Cuba didn't take care of him at all. Uh, they kind of just shunned him all the time. And so he eventually uh, got on a boat and ended up in Mexico and happened to walk up, uh, found a tryout, and went and tried out for oh, oh, one of the – professional teams there in mexico he uh all he had was his glove so he borrowed cleats he borrowed bat and gloves uh made the team um starts showing out for this professional team gets uh, a major league contract with the cardinals gets paid 1.25 million dollars by st louis and now he's just an absolute beast for the tampa bay devil race but the cool thing is, is when it came to the World Baseball Classic, he finally got all of his family, and they now live in Mexico. He went on social media and pleaded to the president of Mexico, saying, I want my citizenship, and I want to play for Mexico. And because he, he was still having a really hard time getting, getting like his green card or citizenship or whatever you call it there. Uh, and they finally gave it to him, and he was the star of the Mexico team. In fact, uh, he, he made a, a huge play to send him to the semifinals so just another feel-good story yeah it was it was quite impressive what a story yeah and that dude i know you're talking about yeah dude's legit he's legit 38 dollars. yeah 38 dollars a month wow yeah yeah i mean to be the best player in cuba and they only pay you 38 dollars a month you know like his dad died they didn't have like the proper hospitals or medical facilities and uh you know for normal people right um, and so he couldn't get any help and his dad, you know, died and he said, I, the rest of my family isn't going through this. So he defected and then, uh, I mean, now he's a major leaguer and now he's making plays for Mexico. Uh, so it's quite impressive. And, and he's, he's a who? He's Cuban. No, but who's he play for? The Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Oh, I thought you said St. Louis. That's who first picked him up. Oh. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was still there. No, fuck off. St. <laughs> Louis sucks too. So, so since we talking about feel good stories, let's talk about talk about something that I I think is pretty special. Um, the Special Olympics. Yeah. So, um, we we have we have a all of us have, we have a couple of people in our life that's that's um, 
that's near and dear to us and that we we like doing things with and um so we I'm anticipating on trying to perhaps do a um a golf tournament for them. Um so October is Down syndrome month. And um I'm I've been talking to you guys possibly trying to put something together to raise money for them to do the things they like to do. You know, they like to go on bowling trips and they like to do swimming meets and stuff like that in the Special Olympics. And I think if we can put our head together and talk about this every week, you know, the uh, for Down syndrome, we, we we can put something together. So we, I'm, I'm looking right now for a golf course. I've talked to a couple of people. And um, talking to Rex and Chef Mac about the, uh, you know, food deal and put them together. But uh, like I told Mac, I don't really want him to concentrate on that food and stuff a lot because we got to run the thing so we can get Nick to do food at yeah. Herman's and, and yeah, stuff Herman's like that. Yeah, already came through yeah, and said yeah. that they'll be a part. You've they'll already got part. one big sparts yeah. here uh, yeah. with Noah. Yeah. Um, we need so a golf course. The cool thing with Special Olympics yeah. is that all the events are free for the athlete, right? But that doesn't include, you know, things like travel and right. gear and all that. Right. Uh, and a lot of people think that Special Olympics is just one or two events a year. Right. They're wrong. They're wrong. Uh, the Special Olympics is all year long, all sorts of events all over the all state and all events. over the country. I didn't even realize that until I got involved with them when I was 18. And in college, my first job, Joe, was actually with Special Olympics. I was a director for them uh, for a year and brought Project Unify here. Uh, but I, I think that gets overlooked. And so I think it's definitely uh, something that we uh, should put all of our energy towards and, and and really focus on. But I also think we can add that breakfast ball touch to it uh, and make it exciting, fun, and you know, yeah. a, a different style of golf tournament um, instead of just showing up to your normal scramble right and and playing that with the boys and you got guys coming out there and you know throwing up bullshit scores of 23 under or right. you know 18 right. under or right. whatever you right. know there's different things that you can do to also make it exciting fun um and so that everybody wants to come back and and really talk about it so uh yeah thanks for bringing that up joke i definitely <laughs> think it's something that needs to happen yeah, we I, also need to get trent on yeah here i think we should yeah, i think we dog. should get trent and he has a couple <laughs> of buddies he has a couple of buddies that 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 like to do stuff like this so i think we should um bring bring them one weekend and and you know and let them talk about you know you know what how what it is that how it is that have down syndrome and what it means to have everybody in their life to 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 do things and 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 to be a part of it because like i said man like you know you know jonathan rex and and, and jeremy man and max y'all show up when they have events man and it just makes trent melt all over he, he just absolutely loves it when he see you guys walking hey one of my really favorite does. things to be is a part of the mr showstoppers for sure there it is uh, oh yeah there it is most 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 definitely there it is um yeah i'm down i'm 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 100 and 100 down Definitely. i know everybody else is too I think it's something that we can uh, truly make a, a fun and interesting event. Uh, Joe Nathan, what do you think? I think I think Northwest Arkansas is the best place to have it. I agree. And there's yeah. got to be some listeners out there. You know, if you know somebody that's got a golf course or, or any of the local golf courses we got, you know, reach out to us. You got our Facebook page. You can go to the Breakfast Ball uh, podcast. Right. right. 
uh, golfing podcast. You can get us on Instagram, get us on Spotify, get us on Apple, go listen to us. But also you can reach out to us and make some comments. We're going to post some pictures of some of the stuff we do. Um, we'll also show some of the events that we do attend that you right. guys haven't got to see us attend. Right. We yeah. attend. I wasn't able to attend last week's event, but you guys did attend. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Last week's event, it, where was it? it was to, Big Whiskey's, right? Yeah. Big Whiskey. Yeah. 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 The event at Big Whiskey's is really cool because, one, it's they got fantastic food, but the yeah. owner uh, and his family, uh, their child has Down syndrome. Um, and so they've started this event once a year uh, where they give a certain percentage back of all the proceeds uh, to the Arkansas Down Syndrome Connection, yeah. which if you're looking for somewhere to get involved, the Arkansas Down Syndrome Connection or the Special Olympics, you can go to soar.com uh, and find that, and it's just a great way to get involved. I'll say this. The the two or three events that I've I've been to in the past year, there's so much energy. Yeah. They pack it out. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the positivity and energy and how much fun it is. I just want to keep being around that. Yeah. Yeah. There's too much negativity in our in our Absolutely. lives that it's just so much fun to be a part of. I love Trent like a brother. That dude's awesome. And he loves you. He absolutely loves you. I mean, guys. I mean, one of the things that's always attracted me to it is one, you know, like the guys uh and the gals, you know, that are a part of it. Uh, there's so many things going on in this world that can bring you down. There's so many negative things uh, that we focus on and the, and the different things that we have. Well, you know, these folks have Down syndrome or highly autistic or whatever the case may be, but they don't care and they love life more than anybody. That's what's always, you know, they yep. always say, you know, folks are like, oh, you're, you know, you're doing so much for them. No, 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 no. You're doing so much for me. <laughs> I'm a whore here. Like, I'm the selfish one. Like, the amount of stuff that they're doing for me. Um, in my life um, is is quite priceless and, and it's it's hard to explain it with you know like exactly what that feeling is until you take somebody to one of the events right. uh, whether it's a sporting event or you know like a charity raising event or just getting together you know for fun uh, it's hard to explain what that feeling is until you get around these guys because they're just full of so much joy full of so much passion full of so much love full of so much heart um, and uh, and they never have a bad day man. Trent yeah. never has a bad day. My wife was so pleased to be at the event last week. She said that everybody was just happy, and it was the kind of place that she wanted to spend her time. Right. Yeah. And it's right. hard to get my wife to want to do things like that. Yeah. And I was telling Joe, I said, man, hey, we might have something here. Yeah. You know, yeah. get her involved. Yeah. She loves taking care of yeah. Of people. Yeah. So, you know. Hey, another another thing going on this week, just a reminder for everybody. Um, I love, you know, some of these some of these establishments that are national and local that do these kind of things, but uh Jersey Mike's, uh March twenty yeah. ninth. Yeah. Uh they donate a hundred percent of their of their the revenue. Proceed, yes. Yeah, last okay. Last year we fed the whole dealership uh uh Subway sandwich or Subway. Uh Jersey, Jersey Mike. Mike sandwiches. Easy Tiger, we easy. Had, we got like three or four big boxes full yeah. and fed the whole dealership as well as some customers. Um and Jersey Mike's was absolutely packed. Yeah. I had to call in the order ahead of time. And but. actually you're going to hear this podcast on Thursday unfortunately, but uh, I just want to give a shout out to to Jersey Mike's. Yeah. Because I mean it's a you know, it's a wonderful thing that they do, and and a hundred percent of their profit that day. Which on a national company like that, you know, it may seem like a small amount in your local community, but and they give it away to a local, uh, to the local community charity. Charity, right? yeah. Um, but I mean, you talk nationally. That's a that's a monster, a monster amount of money to give away. How many are in this area? Because I know it's one right by my house. I think I, there's two now. I think there's only two. I know that there's uh, one off of. 
Pleasant Grove. Pleasant Grove, that's and where I'm at. There's, uh, and then there's one, one off of uh, Regional by my house. Which yeah. is by your house, yep. Yeah. Uh, off Regional Airport or yep. whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so some some fantastic stuff going in there. I think a lot of times we can get super caught up in our busy day-to-day lives, bills, uh, stresses, uh, relationships, friendships, work, uh, and we forget about the small things in life that uh, really go a long way. You know, yeah. like spending $60 on sandwiches, you wouldn't yeah. think – would really matter but in the grand scheme of things it's 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 absolutely huge and so. we spend 60 dollars on a lot worse you yeah, know what i mean man. so hey so mm-hmm. if uh we're giving shout outs let me give a shout out to lowell first tee yeah. first tee first, first tee for it, sure it, it, it no uh, doubt. what they do for the kids absolutely at the first tee i am a member at bella vista but I'd rather go over the first tees because you know there's a lot of kids there they see me hit the ball and they go can you show me how you did that? And I can give back in that way. Yeah, Max spent his whole morning this morning instead of playing golf at first tee, just giving out free lessons uh, to the kids out there, which is pretty cool. Matt, oh. get, get Jeremy out there. Yeah. <laughs> let the kids look at that golf shot. Mac, Mac. Yeah, let me show them what's up, yeah. Mac. They can hit it further than I can. Anybody can do it. Yeah, Mac, get get some of those golf clubs out of your garage and give them to Jeremy, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Jeremy, come over to the house and grab you some clubs. Make Absolutely. You, I have... Um, at least seven sets of clubs in the garage. This you can mo- just pick from, well, and there are great titles. That's fantastic. This motherfucker still hasn't washed the black off of his hands from the club's grips last oh week. Oh my god! I'm partial to my clubs. <laughs> you know, he's got, nostalgia there. He's got hey, half a set hey, of. You juniors. can't take that away. From I him. bought them off my my aunt's boyfriend or whatever at the time at the age of thirteen. Oh my god! Like they were full size clubs. That's why there's a couple juniors in there. He needed a forty, so I, I'm, I gave him thirty two. So it's like twenty years I've had Here, these things. Here's the deal. He started wrong. From from the very beginning, because he's left-handed. Yeah. Okay. First off, let's so, about, so am I. So is Joe. So yeah. So am I. And you hit right-handed. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. See, that's where the problem. And I'm a right ringer. To. Oh, he's a ringer. He says he's a ringer. Uh, Mickelson. Uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Lefties, but golf right. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. That and I bat is... and I bat right as well. Well, there's a reason for that. So you, uh, some a lot of lefties feel like they want their left hand forward, not not in the back. No, oh, I got you. So they want it in the front. They feel like you get more power that way, which if you learn how to do it yeah. correctly, that's it's wrong. But yeah. it just feels more comfortable that way. Yeah. So how's that working for you? Yeah. Well, you know, baseball is okay. Hockey is okay. Golf is okay if I play. There you go. <laughs> but right now, no. 20-year clubs, they were probably – 10 years old when I, when I got them. That's 30 years old. They're, they're, yeah, they're they're my age or more. Yeah, got to be. I don't even think Slazinger makes a golf club anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Do they? <laughs> I haven't seen a oh Slazinger ball hey. or golf club in and Matt, 15 years. The, the, the Ping Eye replica. I mean, the... the, the Ping Eye 2s. They're Ping Eye 2 replicas. I have some in my garage. Yeah, you got the real ones, though. Yeah, you got the real ping eye twos. I was always trying to say he he don't have a real one. No, they're replicas. They're replicas. Yeah, okay. it, it's like it's like they spelled ping with the, with. Come the, over to the house. Come like over. Like the, come on over to the house. Come over to the house. I'm giving them to you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those purses. It's like one of those purses it. you get down in Chinatown uh, when you're in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and the first logo on Delancey Street. Yeah, 
the first logo says, uh, the, the first one says, you know, like Prada, you know, and then you got to go down to the, the lower level and you get the real logo that says Prada on it. You know, you feel like you just won a million dollars, but it was like a $12 logo. <laughs> That's what Jeremy's got. It's a set of golf club Jeremy got. I think my favorite part was the fact that uh, that three of the clubs were juniors clubs, and uh, yep. and then his driver uh, was missing like a piece of uh, of the top of it. There it had a good rattle to it. <laughs> it did. Oh my god! One hundred and sixty-five yards. Yep. Every time. <laughs> Every time. Oh, that's fantastic! I love it. I oh love man! It, yeah. Hey, speaking of crazy shit, uh, uh, I was I was reading the other day. There's a uh, a Derek Wolf who used to be a lineman for the Broncos. Right, this guy. So we've all experimented with with different things out there. I, I feel like, but this guy took it uh, a, a whole nother level. Uh, he used to crush Adderall and mushrooms before he went onto the field. Wow! Did you hear that? He would crush Adderall, crush Why? his mushrooms. Why? Why? Because he wanted to go into rage mode. Well, I bet that did Before it. Before every game. Yeah, I, I, I read that, that shit. <laughs> I bet insane. that did it. Bro, I've done both, and I don't think I'd ever want to put them together. I was about to say, yeah. I, I don't want to do that at the same time. Yeah, let alone then go out there and, and face monsters. I'm What's gonna, he thinking? I'm going to say, that's not being an athlete. I mean. There's a new type of athlete that's out there now. They're oh looking for God. edge, and that's just not it. No, you uh, know, I mean, there, there, look, there's probably was, some definitely edge on it. There's, there's definitely, definitely there's definitely some edge on it. I mean, the guy, the guy was an insane man. I mean, he went out there and beasted. Hey, well, it's gonna. Can you be imagine a, tripping shrooms while on a football field? Mm-hmm. I on mean, Adderall. Gee, on what? Adderall, so it's all sped up. Well, Lawrence Taylor would play like he's on Adderall. I, he probably was. He probably, you know, had a little baggie on him at all times. Oh, so he was, you know, doing little key bumps on the sideline. LT. Putting it in his Gatorade or something, you know? Oh, man, that's fantastic. I love it. I love it. No doubt about it. Shit. Yeah, he's, wow. a, he's a bad, bad man. I can understand the Adderall to, to, to a certain aspect, you know? Really focus. Yeah, if, if focus, you know, um, energy, whatever. The... <laughs> The mushroom aspect with it, though, like if you've ever done mushrooms, like like the waves and like just different yeah. colors and how things are, yeah, and but- then you you just enhance that with being super focused on it is what I would think. I think I'd be focused on the grass moving and not the football, but well, you know, it worked for a the lot dude. of these guys. Now a lot of these guys are talking about how microdosing is 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 the yeah, new wave. The thing. And that everybody should be on some sort of an hallucinogen of some sort in a very micro level, and uh, it, it's it's gonna it's gonna help your body perform, helps your mind perform. Um, that you know they're really they're really talking about this, and a lot of these you know, look like Joe Rogan. I mean, he was he was what doing the float tank or the the what they call it, the sensory deprivation tanks uh, for eight you know eight and ten hours a day. Um, what was it? Hey. No, not cryotherapy. It's a hey. it's a, a sensory deprivation tank, and it's a, it's made of water hey. and salt. Hey, they they get hurt in practice nowadays. It used to be a time when nobody got hurt. When right. when 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 uh, Hamburger played for the Redskins. When 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 Dick could play. You know, they, I mean, 
they might take a shot in the knee or something. Nowadays, the guys get hurt in practice. So, I mean, and they make so much money now, it's okay to get hurt because you don't have to play. Right. Because you're you're too much of an asset with all the money that you, which I think is an oxymoron to me. So, at the end of the day, you're never going to tell me that, all the drugs and stuff that you that that's not oh, being that, 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 that's that not is. that's not being an athlete. An athlete would probably me. It took me a long time to drink a beer on the golf course. Right. Now I can it say this now, now. It doesn't take you any don't time. Don't take to drink. shit. Not a damn thing. <laughs> hey, give me. He's give, popping get, the top hey, before he gets on the car. Immediately. Hey, tell me what. Hey, Mike, take a shot. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, but that's because it's recreation. Right. But these guys are playing. They're on TV. So when you look at them on TV, how many of them guys up there fucked up? Yep. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, it depends on who's playing, I guess. Dustin Johnson (laughs) used to be fucked up on that Coke all the time. You know, Joel Damon went out there a little liquored up Mm -hmm. one time. I mean, I'm sure John Daly had a few things, you know, that he might, you know, a little whiskey shot here. Oh, hey, John, no. John played fine no. until they made tea. him quit. Just iced tea. Just iced tea. Cigarette. Yeah. Cigarette. Just a diet cigarette. coke. A cigarette. Cigarette diet coke. <laughs> diet coke cigarette. <laughs> oh man. Hey, I tell you what though, if it wasn't for John Daly, this game wouldn't be in the same place it's in. You're absolutely true. right. I tell I tell him that all the time. He he just doesn't he doesn't. He doesn't understand why people love him so much. He just doesn't. He's he's his limo. Well, why does people love me so much? Well, you know, it's it, it's like I mean, I mean, I, man, he's just he he's such a he, he's relatable. Yeah. You know, he's relatable to the game, and I think that that uh, people like people that are relatable and, and go out and have a good time with what they like to do and, and yeah, enjoy and, to do. And it's not like he's untouchable. I mean, right. he's just he's approachable. He's loving. He's yeah. He loves his fans. He loves his Razorbacks. He loves people, man. He does love people. And I, I've been with him all over the world, and, and he just loves his fans. Hey, loves so it, it, what about the golf tournament that he did down in Darnell? It's in Nashville now. It's in Nashville. Yeah, it's in Nashville. Man, that's now. so expensive to go. I want to play. It's really, it's, I, it, I, it, is, it is kind of expensive, but you find somebody. Who who can go in? Like who wants to go in? Don't know nobody of, know me. So uh, how I'm supposed I can, to go? I can, oh, I can get you hooked up on some people. I mean, if you really want to go, I can get you hooked up with some people. Joe, I wanted to go from the beginning. Now, how I'm supposed to go now? If if it, I mean, it's that's so expensive, and now it's like soon. Like yeah, it's yeah. soon. It's soon. Um, the one in Darnell was easier. Because That's I can true. drive there. Well, I, I mean, mean, I could drive the, to the Nashville folks, too. If the, but if if the folks at Darnell paid the man any fucking respect, That's it, right. would, it would yeah. still be in Darnell. Be, yeah. That's right. I mean, th- this guy, you know, still lives in Darnell, which is a shithole town. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it is. My grandma lives there. She refuses to leave. It, it, oh my it god, baffles me. But it's a shithole, man. Yeah. And and that guy should have a statue on every block. He should have a billboard on every corner. Um, yeah, he I mean, does he, a lot he, for the, uh, the community, doesn't he? The Boys he? and Girls oh, yeah. Club. His tournament was benefiting the Boys and Girls Club, and he couldn't get any help out of the people of Darnell, uh, like out of yeah. the community. So so I can – and, and it's hard to bring people there. 
So he was really he was the reason why anybody was coming. Well, and you're having you major, know what I mean? major country music artists that were flying in, and it's a hard yeah, place yeah. to get they, to. They would, and, they would have never seen Darnell in a million years. Yeah, I mean, so you would think that listen. Darnell and the surrounding cities or, or the surrounding towns, I should say, would really hop on board and want that presence there because it's right. going to be good for you know, your economy or whatever. But they they just don't have the same kind of respect uh, for whatever reason. Well, they probably me, just me, didn't want a whole lot of people to show up there, so they changed their 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 town or something in their town. Yeah, well, me no, personally, man, me personally, I, I stupid. Yeah, I I like Darnell. I, I like going there. I like playing at JD's Golf Course. I, I, look, I, I'm not saying you know, Darnell yeah, is a bad. Yeah, place, yeah, I like but it. It is a it, shithole. It, and 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 but they. I mean, they should give the man his due, man. I'm telling you, he he should have a sign that's saying home of John Daly. Yeah, two-time major champion. Two-time major champion. I mean, Tiger Woods has it in his town. I mean, uh, everybody has it. And you know what I'm saying? So I, I just don't get the fact. Terry maybe, Don maybe, West, a world champion bull rider, has a billboard with Troy Eggman outside of Henrietta, no. Oklahoma. And know, even, I, I think this is a petition right here. I, th- yeah. I think the breakfast yeah, we ball club. Yeah, I think the Breakfast Ball Club calls this, the this next week, and we get John Daly on a sign of Darnell. Hey, listen, maybe we should try to call Sarah Huckabee. She's Let's brand new. Let's maybe we should call. try to call Sarah Huckabee and see and see if we can we can get something going because he 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 most definitely deserve it. Listen, John is what, not. What's, 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 the, what's the guy? What's the guy from Oklahoma? Hey, what's the guy from Oklahoma? The, the boxer from Oklahoma. Um, didn't tell you. Uh, he was on Rocky and and um, Carl Weathers. No, 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 no. He, the young kid. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I had a mullet. Yeah, he was uh, big dude. Joe Dirt? He, he used to hang the wrestler. Out. No, no, used to, he used, oh. no, he used to hang out at. Uh, oh gosh, I can't think of the name. Oh, of just that. keep going. Just keep going. Uh, he, 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 but he we'll was, get it in yeah, a minute. He, he was a Tommy Morrison. Tommy, Tommy Morrison. Morrison. There Listen, you go. That kid was on crack, everything, and they have a sign in his town. He'd been to jail fifty five thousand times. Six. They have a sign that says "Home of Tommy Morrison." <laughs> I think he once fought a bear in a bar for money. Hey, I'm telling you, I've been in a bar. I've been in a bear. I've been in a bar. A bar or a bear? I've been in a bar where I've seen him at Shadow Lake. I've seen him knock a dude unconscious. And Tommy was the one that was dancing with this guy's girlfriend. And Tommy knocked this dude out. That's not fair. It was crazy. Well, you know, good for Tommy. Yeah, it's crazy. Joe, I've been in a bar. I've been in a bar, too. I bet you have. I bet. You, I <laughs> bet you with a bear, much. and you also been thrown out of one or two, or five or six. Or five, yeah. or five or six. <laughs> Jeremy that, becomes the bear. That oh was that God. was this month. Five or six I, I this month. It. I love it. Yeah, yeah five I or six it. this month. That's All right, great. I like that. Let's. Uh, we don't need Sarah Huckabee Sanders to uh, to do it. I think we can do it ourselves. Well, let's do uh, it. We'll let's get the do city it. on board, and uh, as long as they're not forking up the money then i doubt they'll care what we do yeah i, I think uh i think we put well a we most definitely want them to fork up the money don't we well i'm just saying what i'm saying is they it, owe is it, it to him well i agree 100 percent, oh. but what i'm saying is is if we raise the money or you know if we can you know get enough uh Arkansans uh, to give us i the got money, you i got we'll you. put all that money towards putting them there because that's the reason you know darnell and those surrounding towns they don't have a lot of it and i'm assuming that's why they don't like to fork it up even though it would bring more money to their town a thing like john daly's golf tournament 
But if we do it ourselves, and also they can't regulate where we, you know, like what we do, I say we get a whole fucking statue. So yeah, uh, and, absolutely, and, and, and put it up. Absolutely, let, let, let's get a petition going on on our Facebook page and right. our Instagram page. We'll get that done this week. Yeah, and then maybe we'll set done. up a GoFundMe page and we'll just we'll hammer this out. We'll get a statue. We'll get a sign. I think that's fantastic. Hey, you know, I've, I've been watching. You know, if you're watching um, anything with golf, especially on the Golf Channel, they always show the Champions Tour. And John's not playing a lot on the Champions Tour, but his face is, is on there every time. Yep. And they show him with that nice uh, sandy beard, and he's looking like he's smooth. I'm like, yeah, you got to do something for John. Well, well he plays he, he plays on the tour, Matt, but he, he plays on one leg. And and, and I'll, I'll have to show you some pictures on what I'm talking about. He He... His he has surgery on on one of his knees, but it's not. I thought it was both of them. Didn't no, he have? No, he had surgery not to replace. Well, that's just, what he's. Yeah, that's what he's saying is that even though he's not playing as much, they still love his ass. They still love him. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm like, you see him on the <laughs> commercials, and there are people out there. Acre, you got you know couples. You no, got you know, man. but no. he's he's I mean, he's he, hyping up the tour. Yeah, no, he, he he. I'm just telling you, man. I, this guy has done more for me than. I mean, than the average anybody. I mean, he he is man. He he's the he's a guy, and so I'm willing to do whatever I can do for him. Well, hey, I always tell a story about him at Quail Hollow in his trailer, sitting out there watching TV with a beer in his hand when they first started back in 2000. Trailer? What trailer? You mean motorhome? Motorhome. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. get it right. Well, man. yeah, man. I know he didn't pull a trailer, but well, he's from Darnell. Hell, so it's <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. Hey, 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 it was a nice trip. He's from Arkansas, Joe. It is not. Oh it is not. Yeah, he, he's hey, not hey, hey Joe, Joe, yeah, Joe, Joe, whatever okay. he had out there, it was moving and it had a big screen television and he was absolutely. I absolutely. he was I with it. So absolutely. <laughs> hey, speaking, I don't we, we got you know, we got a little sentimental there with people doing stuff for us. Uh I'd like to, you know, with an okay with the Breakfast Ball podcast, like yeah. to I'd like to uh Kind of, I, I don't know. Donate this this podcast. I don't even donate is a word, but but uh, dedicate this podcast yeah. to uh, one of my best friends. His his father passed away this week. Uh, Nigel Morgan, his dad. Oh, Nigel, my yeah. guy. Nigel's my guy. Uh, talking about golf and somebody that's been there for me my whole life. Done more for for me than anything, man. I'll tell you when I was I was I think it was third grade playing basketball. His dad was our basketball coach, and uh, I remember being a little witchy, and we were the worst team by far. Uh, we were we were the we were the, the kids that nobody wanted. You know, I was like you know like four foot ten at the time, probably even less than that. Uh, we we were no good, but you know, Bill P was out there just man coaching us, teaching us what he could teach us, and and my whole life was uh was was a, was a great person in my life, and very early on in my life, I was around Nigel and Bill a lot, and I'd love to dedicate this podcast to Bill Morgan. Uh, we're gonna miss you, Nigel. You're a great human being, and uh, I think when I think of sports, golf. Basketball, anything I think of, uh, he's one of the people that come to my mind always. So, just had to just had to give that little dedication. No there. doubt, we love you, Nigel. Yeah, yeah, hey, for sure. I think that's a good way to put a stop yeah. on it right there. Everybody, raise your glasses up. Yep. Give him a cheers. There Most cheers. definitely that's dedicated that's right. to him. Here he is, here he is. All right, guys. Well, it sounds like we got a lot of work to do. We got a tournament coming up that we got to start preparing for. Uh, 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 for the Special Olympics and Arkansas Down Syndrome connection, we got a little. A little uh, 
a fucking statue to put up, a billboard or something to put up for our man John Daly. We have to. Hey, we're going to make that happen. Make sure you go like and follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We got a lot of cool shit on there. Got a lot of stuff going on. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Jonathan, Jeremy, Mac, Joe. Hey, guys, I can't wait to see you next week. Until then, God bless everybody. We'll see y'all soon. See you soon. Grip it and rip it. Macalicious out. All right. Good. Fantabulous.